Hello, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 108 of my little wrestling show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of those companies storyline-wise, and at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week going to my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs. And when there's a big old pay-per-view like there was last week, the Royal Rumble, I will have an extra pay-per-view review episode out to review that pay-per-view. So you can go back, listen to the Royal, Royal, Royal Rumble. Or better known as the Royal Rumble. So you can go back and listen to that. And let's dive into this week's review. Starting off with Monday Night Raw. They were in Tampa, Florida. And we are kicking this show off with Pat McAfee. He is joining the Raw commentary team full-time with Michael Cole. And there is no person in the world more happy than Michael Cole to have Pat McAfee back with him. He is a very happy man, so not bad. You know, I'm fine with Pat McAfee. He's all right. He definitely works really good with Michael Cole and makes Michael Cole a lot better. We move on. It is CM Punk. He is in the ring with his arm in a sling. Oh, no. He announces that he tore his tricep in the Rumble. So that leads me to wonder if that is why Cody Rhodes won the Rumble. I was... You know, I wasn't going to say it was 100% that CM Punk was going to win it, but it was 100% between CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. And I'm just wondering if Punk said, fuck, my arm's torn. I might, I'd like, better not win this or it's, just, it's going to be pointless. So just have fucking Cody Rhodes win it again. Anyway, it appears that CM Punk's WrestleMania dreams are over for this year, which sucks. McIntyre arrives, says that his wish came true. CM Punk is injured, just an animal. Punk tells Drew he's coming for him as soon as he returns. McIntyre attacks CM Punk. Here comes Sami Zayn to the rescue, sends Drew repeat or retreating for now. Punk having injury issues for a while now. In his AEW run, he was dealing with with injury problems as well. And now it's transferring to his WWE return. And it sucks. I mean, yeah, it's going to suck having the huge return of CM Punk. And he's not going to be there at Mania. That sucks. So, But still a good promo here from CM Punk. And I also enjoy Drew McIntyre's, like, ruthlessness. Like, just, oh, he takes that knife and he just twists it. I love it. We move on. It is the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. Judgment Day, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor defending against DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. We got an avalanche white noise by Ciampa near fall right there. DIY meet in the middle on Finn Balor's head, but Damian Priest makes the save. Gargano smashed face first in the table. That looked very pleasant. We got a razor's edge and the coup de gras by Judgment Day. They pin and they retain the undisputed tag team championships. Really good effort here from DIY. The crowd was super behind them, which is which is great to hear. Judgment Day rallied back without any outside assistance. That is also very good. And I like this match. Seven at then. We got Judgment Day all together now in the ring. Damien invites our truth to come to the ring. He tells our truth that he isn't in the Judgment Day, and JD McDonough blasts Truth in the back of the head. Miz runs down to help, but he is outnumbered as well. Judgment Day beat down Miz and our truth. I do feel bad a little bit here for our truth, you know, not being able to join the Judgment Day. But I discussed this. I think it was last week that I think having Judgment Day around our truth, though yes, it is highly, highly entertaining. I don't think it's doing very good for the. The Judgment Day group to make them kind of goofy and funny. They need to be taken seriously, and I think that's what they're going to be moving forward with, which is the right call. Moving on, we got Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stocks going up against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Niven and Green hot start. That is shut down quickly by Zoe nailing a Z360 on Green for a quick W. Uh, ending honestly felt kind of abrupt, like out of nowhere. I don't know if someone got hurt, maybe, but just didn't feel right. Really short match. Green and Nevin pretty solid with what they had, I guess. And Zoe, oh my goodness, that Z360, so smooth. God damn. Thumbs up for that Z360. We got the 2024 Royal Rumble winner, Cody Rhodes. He's out there asking Tampa what they want to talk about. 
Cody wrote, Cody is ready to choose Roman Reigns as his Mania opponent, but world champion Seth Rollins interrupts, suggests fighting him for the championship instead at WrestleMania. Seth says the World Heavyweight Championship is more prestigious than the Universal Championship. I mean, he's got a point. Roman is never around defending it, unlike Seth is. Another good point. Cody says he will think about it. Very compelling arguments here from Seth. Uh, That would make a great match. I mean, Cody versus Seth, that'd be great. But kind of got to have Cody taking that title off of Roman, right? That's that's what we got to set up for. But eh, we'll see. We'll see. Interesting. Great segment right here, though. I really like that. Thumbs up. We got Jay Uso going up against Bronson Reed. Uso avoiding the tsunami. Jay using super kicks and a spear to take Bronson off of his feet. Nails a frog splash, pins, and defeats the big Bronson Reed for the big dub. Yeet! Pretty solid match right here overall. And we have the new guy. It's Andrade El Idolo. He is signing his contract backstage with Adam Pierce. Nick Aldis arrives. He is disappointed that Andrade will not be joining SmackDown, but he takes a phone call from Braun Breaker. Ooh. So is that me? Are we teasing Braun Breaker coming to SmackDown soon? That'd be pretty key. We got the Intercontinental Championship match next. It is Gunther defending against Kofi Kingston. Kofi's dive caught by Gunther, who throws Kofi really hard into the side of the ring. How you doing? Kofi nasty double leg drop from the top rope, multiple stiff lariats, a waterboy drop kick, and a big ol' power bomb to Kofi and Gunther pins and retains the Intercontinental Championship. Kingston, a super resilient effort right here, taking lots of stiff Gunther offense, fighting back with his own stiffness, which was impressive. Another strong match from Gunther. I really dig the chemistry here with Kofi, Xavier. Give me more. I'm into it. Crowd was also into it. Seven at that. Good match. Imperium jump Kofi after the bell. Xavier Woods runs down to assist, but Imperium take Xavier Woods out as well. Oh, no. And then we move on. Sami Zayn is interviewed. He says he has beef with Drew McIntyre, and he's going to give him a reality check later on tonight. Now it's the Kabuki Warriors, the women's tag team champions, Asuka and Kairi Zane, going up against Tegan Knox and Natalia in a non-title match. Natalia hot tag going to town, wants the tag in Knox, but Tegan decides, I'm going to go after Kairi Zane instead. Kabuki Warriors regroup, insane elbow, and the champions win. Didn't like the flow of this match at all. A quiet crowd, just not that good of a match. Moving on. 2024 Women's Royal Rumble winner Bailey with Damage Control are in the ring. Bailey rightfully bragging about her Rumble performance lasting 63 plus minutes. Damn! And that is beating Rhea Ripley's record from two years ago, I think. Anyway, Rhea Ripley comes out to address Bailey, but gets blindsided by Nia Jax. Damage Control watches in horror as Nia destroys Ripley in the ring with an Annihilator. Naya tells Bailey Ripley ain't gonna make it to Mania. Damn. Damage Control ditches Bailey as a terrified Bailey says, It's all good, Naya. I'll just make my announcement on Friday because I'm way too fucking scared of you. So, yeah, pretty good segment right here. Ripley versus Naya Jax along the road to WrestleMania. That should be pretty fun. But will it end up being Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, or, or Io that Bailey ends up choosing? We'll have to wait and see. I mean,. I'm still banking on, like, the implosion of Damage Control and Bailey emerging as a, as a babyface again. That's what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. And we got the main event match is Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre. Zayn with a nice rolling powerbomb and a tornado DDT. McIntyre with the effortless deadlift set out powerbomb and an avalanche white noise. How you doing? Sami Zayn with the Haluva kick. It's blocked by McIntyre accidentally hitting Sami Zayn in the nuts. Oops. Drew hits a Claymore pins, grabbing a big W. Really good back and forth match right here. Both guys hitting big offense. Couple of nice near falls. And McIntyre talking shit during the match is always a good time. Drew didn't seem to hit Sami on purpose, though. He just threw up his hands. He tried to defend his face. And Sami's nuts hit his hands. So, I don't know. It's kind of just a happy accident. Good match, though. 7 out of 10, and that's the show. I thought this was a really good follow-up show after the Royal Rumble. 
It does suck that CM Punk won't be at WrestleMania. That was going to be one of the big things, but it is what it is. It happens. I thought they did a good job with both of the Rumbles, Rumble winners setting up interesting paths ahead of them leading up to WrestleMania and who they're going to choose. They got some good options. And also, they had some good segments in the show as well. And other than that Tegan and Tegan Natalia versus the Kabuki Warriors tag match, some pretty damn fine wrestling throughout as well. 7.5 out of 10. Really good episode of Monday Night Raw. We head over now to NXT. We got the Dusty Cup Tournament second round kicking off the show. It's Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus the LWO Wild and Del Toro. We get some wicked dives to the outside by LWO. Really nice. Trick hits a double book end on the LWO. That was also wicked. Williams nails the running knee on Wild pins and wins. Trick and Mello heading to the finals, baby. Another good match here for the Dusty Cup. LWO, great high flying. Kind of sad that they aren't advancing, but the future looks pretty bright for these two. Uh, Trick much more prominent in this match than Mello. I think I think that's by design to kind of try and give Trick a little bit more of that spotlight, which is good with me. Del Toro also got to shout out his thunderous chops on Trick. Those were some nice chops right there. And it's a good match. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Could have been better if it, like... I don't know why they, they, they set it up before the tournament even began that it was going to be Trick and Mello in the finals. They basically confirmed it, and it's kind of taken away from the tournament as a whole for me because it's so obvious that Trick and Mello were going to the finals, and yeah, I wish they didn't do that. So yeah, anyway, Obafemi brutally beats down LWO because Obafemi can do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Moving on. Lexus King, Ava Rain, and Ridge Holland have an interaction backstage. Ava was actually pretty solid in this segment. She not bad. Probably probably the best thing I've seen her do. And you know, it's not saying a lot, but it, it's there. NXT women's champion Lyra Valkyria finds Tatum Paxley backstage to tell her she can't be attacking people in her honor. So, alright. So Lyra joins commentary for Tatum Paxley's match versus Roxanne Perez. Roxanne nails the pop rocks for a quick W. Lyra stops Perez from attacking Tatum after the bell. As this odd Tatum-Lyra-Valkyria relationship continues, match in the ring was very whatever. It kind of felt more of a storyline situation here. And overall, I don't know, the storyline's like, yeah, it's not really doing a lot for me. Uh, Tatum is pretty good though, but eh, we'll see where it goes. Now we have Electra Lopez versus Lola Vice. Lopez nails a spinning back kick, picking up the W over Vice. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, pretty disappointed in this one. Very quick. Didn't feel very much bad blood between the two here. They just, like, betrayed each other and broke up. And I didn't feel a whole lot of heat or tension in this match. I don't even know if this feud is going to continue after that. Like, it kind of seems done. Like, Lopez beat her, fair and square. Not much more to go on with. So, we'll see what happens there. Now we got Joe Gacy. He enters DiJack's office. They chat for a moment, and then they brawl. I have to ask the question though: Why does a Why does DiJack have an office, and why is his office a detective interrogation room with like that little lamp in the middle? The fuck is going on back there? Anyway, we move on. Ridge Holland going up against Lexus King. Ridge hits a hard lariat to the back of King's head. Gallus runs down, and Ridge just fights. All of them. No disqualification. The match continues. King nails a super kick, hits a spinning neck breaker, and defeats Ridge for the W. Um, this match, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I, I rarely ever say this, but this match could have used less time. <laughs> a little bit too long. Just a lot of strikes, holds. Very standard match right here. Really nothing crazy. And Gallus whooped Ridge's ass after the bell. So, I, I don't know. I still think Gallus is going to, just bring Ridge in, man. He's one of y'all. Just make it happen. Stop beating him up. Now we got Carmelo. He is talking with Trick backstage, reassuring him that he's had his back the whole entire time. Trick seems to be- believe Melo, and all is well, apparently. So we'll see where that goes. Now we have Chase U in the ring together for the final time. Duke plays a awesome tribute video. All the great memories. Uh, Mr. Chase flipping his shit in the, in the classroom back in the day was so good. Thumbs up for that video. Super good. Here comes JC Jane and Thea Hale. They arrive to announce it is not over yet. Chase U will live on. But, but how? A Ladies of Chase U calendar will be released. 
The sales are going to save Chase U. Hooray! All right, that's awesome. Chase U's living on. Great news. Thumbs up. And the celebration is interrupted backstage. Lexus King is hitting on Thea Hale again. Riley Osborne defends Thea Hale. And then Thea accidentally blurts out that I like Riley. And then she just runs off in a panic. So pretty funny moment right there as well. And yeah, just really happy that Chase U is sticking around. It's a it's a great gimmick. Like, I like the whole thing. And I don't think it's done yet. So keep it going. I'm happy. Now we have a video from the family giving a little more background on Rizzo and her story. Dawn and Stack's going to defend their tag team titles and retain them at Vengeance Day. Oh, moving on, it is Brooks Jensen. He finds Fallon Henley backstage. He's already bringing up all the good times that they had as a squad with Briggs. Fallon is like, yep, and she leaves for her upcoming match. And Brooks is just standing there like, Oh, so yeah, they definitely don't have anything for this guy. We move on to the match. Fallon Henley versus Ariana Grace. Jakara Jackson comes down distracting the referee while Lash Legend blasts Henley with a big boot. Legend rolls Henley in for Grace to pin and grab a free W. Uh, I mean, yeah, Henley was in full control until the interference went down. She was throwing some nice strikes. Ariana entertaining performance here. Uh, match was, yeah, it was okay. We got Dijak and Gacy's brawl has made its way onto a very tall trailer thingy. Dijak takes out the trash, throwing Gacy off of the trailer into the garbage bin. That's my boy. You're a freaking animal, Dijak. An animal, I tell you. I love this guy. Thumbs up. We got Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker backstage. Corbin impressed with Breaker's rumble performance, but also sad that Braun didn't call his wolf dog homie to come to the rumble as well. Breaker so excited that Baron is calling themselves the Wolf Dogs and a bromance has been born, y'all. I, I love this freaking, love this team. I love this dynamic. The chemistry is off the charts. Thumbs up for the Wolf Dogs. Now we move on to the NXT Heritage Cup Championship match. No Dar with the metaphor defending against Vaughn Wagner with Mr. Stone. Wagner showing off some new technical abilities, an arm drag, and a freaking kip-up. Wasn't a good kip-up, but he did it. Wagner distracted, eats a running kick. Noam Dar grabs the first point. Wagner's knees are getting targeted, getting really beat up. Dar avoids a corner spear, rolls up Vaughn for another pinfall, and Noam Dar wins 2-0, retaining the Heritage Cup. Uh, better than expected performance here from Vaughn in this match style. You know, not really something I think he would be very good at, but he wasn't bad. No Amdar doing his thing. Solid performance from him and a solid match. We got uh, Mensa. He is trash-talking Mr. Stone's kids in the crowd. Vaughn Wagner absolutely destroys Mensa with a huge old powerbomb through the announce table. And oh man, that, that table absolutely just demolished such a glorious destruction god damn that was nice we got trick williams and the nxt champion Ilya dragunov having a face to face trick confident he will double dip at vengeance day win the dusty cup and become nxt champion in one night Ilya with some respectful intensity starts playing some mind games with trick confident that he will bring the best out of trick williams at vengeance day both men shake hands, and then they get jumped by Corbin and Breaker. Car uh, Carmelo Hayes runs down to help, but he is also beaten down. Great face-to-face -face segment right here. I cannot wait to see what goes down at Vengeance Day, man. It feels like all the cards are in Trick's hands right now, but he could also lose it all and win absolutely nothing. So it's going to be a really, really fun Vengeance Day coming forward. Thumbs up for this segment, and that's the end of the show. An enjoyable go-home NXT heading into Vengeance Day. I will say that the wrestling was most definitely on the back burner, uh, but they filled it up with some banger segments. I mean, the Dusty Cup match was, was really good. The rest of the matches, though, were just like okay to solid-ish. But... Lots of strong segments. The Chase U stuff was great. Dijak and Gacy's brawl was really good. And the ending face-off with Trick, Mello, Druganov, all that drama has been really well done. 7 out of 10 for NXT. And before we get to AEW, let's do some more predictions for NXT Vengeance Day coming up on Sunday. So let's see what we got here for the match card. We got Baron Corbin and Braun 
Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Oh boy, this is a tough one. My heart, I really want Corbin and Breaker to win it because they've been such a treat together. Uh, But Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, I mean, if they're going to pull the trigger on Trick, you're going to more than likely have them double dip and win this tournament. So, but oh, then they can have a huge falling out with Melo. It's it's they've done a really good job coming into this. I have no idea what they're going to do here. Oh gosh, I'm gonna be bad, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for everything's gonna go bad for Trick Williams. So I'm gonna go with Baron Corbin, Braun Breaker, gonna win that match. Lyra Valkyria going up against Roxanne Perez, singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Gonna go with Lyra Valkyria. More than likely, Tatum Paxley's gonna get involved, maybe help her beat Roxanne, but I'm just gonna pick Valkyria. Retains Obafemi versus Dragon Lee. Singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Gonna go with Obafemi. He just got the championship. New guy. If they take it off him already, it's not going to look good. And I feel like Dragon Lee is going to be making the move to the main roster. So I'm gonna pick Obafemi. Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams, singles match for the NXT Championship. Gonna double down on the Trick Williams thing, not gonna happen. Uh, though I, I I am down for it happening, I just, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right with Carmelo in the background, so Ilya Dragunov gonna go with him retaining. We have the family, it's Tony D'Angelo, Stax Lorenzo, and Adriana Rizzo versus Out the Mud. Price, Nima, and... J- Jada Parker with Scripps, six-person mixed tag team match. Gonna go with... I'm gonna hope... Hopefully the family wins that one. I'm gonna pick the family. And we got Jack versus Joe Gacy. No disqualification match. That should be some pretty fun stuff right there. They had a pretty good brawl on NXT. That's a tough one. Uh, I'll go with Joe Gacy because it kind of seems like they're trying to do something new with him. Uh, He's going to want to pick up a victory on pay-per-view if they're going to want to try and push him into something else. So we'll go with Joe Gacy. So there's the predictions for the NXT pay-per-view. And now we will go over to SmackDown before we get to AEW. Almost forgot about good old-fashioned SmackDown in the Alabama. We have Wade Barrett and Corey Graves. That is now the SmackDown commentary team. Uh, Pretty interesting selection here because Wade Barrett, Corey Graves... They're kind of the same thing. Former wrestlers, more on the heel side of things in terms of their commentary style. They're both just, I don't know, I I didn't really notice them that much. Um, I didn't really pick up who is the play-by-play and who is the color guy. They're kind of both color and play-by-play. So I don't know how long this team is going to last. I prefer Barrett over Corey Graves. Never really been a Corey Graves guy. It's not bad. He's just not really for me, but that's the commentary team. We kick off the show with the United States champion, Logan Paul. He cuts a promo bragging while the crowd boos the bejesus out of him. Kevin Owens interrupts. He is not upset that he got caught with the brass knuckles at the Royal Rumble. He is still hunting for that United States championship. Uh, In this promo, I I thought Logan Paul was actually pretty good. Uh, Kevin Owens seemed uh, very annoyed with this whole situation, just being involved and working with Logan Paul. I can't tell if that's him doing the gimmick or he's just legitimately very annoyed. I I really can't tell. I would go on the side that, I mean, if I was in Kevin Owens' shoes, I'd be very annoyed myself. So that's what it looks like to me. Um, And then Logan Paul joins commentary for Kevin Owens going up against Austin Theory with Grayson Waller. Got a nice spin-out powerbomb from Theory. Waller slides the brass knuckles in. To Austin, Owens steals them, clocks Waller, nails a stunner on Theory, Kevin Owens grabs the victory. Solid opening contest, you know, Theory still doing a lot of innovative offense along with Grayson Waller. They always seem to try and come up with a different move every week, I'm digging that. And Kevin Owens, a nice performance, nothing crazy, just classic Kevin Owens. And Logan Paul, pretty okay on commentary, you know, trashing Kevin Owens most of the time. And Logan Paul takes off running when Kevin Owens comes over to address said trash talking. So there you go. We move on. Legato brings back Electra Lopez to the group. Their goal is to still take down the LWO. So there you go. You got teams of three with a lady in there. I dig it. So Legato versus LWO. I like it. I mean, let's... Get some more matches in there, build up that heat, and it should be some good stuff. 
We move on to the number one contenders fatal four-way tag team match. It's pretty deadly Wilson and Wilson and Prince versus Dunn and Tyler Bate versus Legato, Garza and Humberto versus the LWO Wild and Del Toro. We got Dunn and Bate assist LWO with that springboard launch, wiping out Legato and Pretty Deadly. So freaking awesome. I like that he's like, do you want to go viral before? So that that's some good stuff. Legato hit a nice assisted powerbomb. LWO dual dives to the outside and Selena takes out Lopez as well. They're fighting with each other. Dunn and Bate hit the dual Tyler Driver pin and win, earning themselves a future tag team title shot. Yeah, man, well done, chaotic four-way tag team match right here. Dunn and Bate look great in this match. Really, you know, it for me, it's like a kind of, not necessarily a dream country. A dream country would be Pete Dunn, the world champion, but I like these two. They're connected now on the main roster, looking really good. They're getting a shot at the titles. I am happy. Legato and LWO were impressive, uh, building up their feud like I wanted, and yeah, not bad. And you got Pretty Deadly in there, bringing the entertainment. I, I liked it, and they're nice over-the-top selling. That's some good stuff, too. Really good match right here. I enjoyed this. Seven and a half at then. We move on. It is the Women's 2024 Royal Rumble winner. It's Bailey with the damage control. They are welcome to the ring to make their decision for WrestleMania. The crowd at this point is going nuts for Bailey. That is awesome. Bailey calls out damage control for talking trash behind her back the whole time. Damage control attack Bailey. Bailey fights back using a lead pipe. Damage control retreat, and Bailey chooses EO Sky for the women's championship at WrestleMania. Oh, baby, yes. I actually feel like they nailed this Bailey babyface turn that has been in the works for quite a while now, you know, with damage control talking shit, treating Bailey like shit for the last few weeks. We were building up this big turn, and bam, there we go. Crowd was going absolutely nuts. Like, they couldn't wait. Like, they were already cheering for her before the turn even happened. I think we can all kind of see it coming, but, man, it was great. I thought they did a great job. Crowd loved it. I loved it. I'm very, very happy for Bailey. She has probably been maybe the MVP this year of the women's division for WWE. She's been excellent, so I'm very, very happy for her. This was a great moment. Thumbs up. Now we get to a trio's tag. It is the final testament. Carrying Cross's group and AOP going up against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. But wait, both squads start brawling with each other before the bell. Scarlet is stopped by B-Fab from Hit Row. Remember that? She's apparently teaming up now with Bobby Lashley and the Profits. We don't get a match. Just a decent short little brawl. I don't know. B-Fab though... Uh, again, I keep thinking that these Hit Row people were all gone, but apparently they're still here, except for the one that's in TNA right now for some fucking reason. But, yes, I guess she can fit, B-Fab should fit in pretty well with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, uh, but didn't really get much of anything out of this segment right here. Eh, I guess. Moving on, it is Tiffany Stratton versus Meechin Mia Yim. Yim tries a code breaker variation in the corner. Doesn't hit it clean, but it's a cool idea. So she was trying, like, she set her up in, like, the shattered dream situation. So she's got Tiffany's legs up on the ropes. And then she tries to hit her with a code breaker, which, I mean, sounds like it'd be devastating. Just She just didn't hit it right, but uh, maybe next time? Stratton nails a nasty Alabama slamma in Alabama, then hits the prettiest moonsault pins and wins. Solid short match. Tiffany looking really good. She's building up that momentum. And her future looks really bright for a main roster run. That's what I'm feeling they're gearing up for here. And then there's Mia Yim. Uh, I'm a fan of her. I think she's really good. Just, she just hasn't really been having a great run with the WWE. We move on. It is Roman Reigns with the bloodline. Roman is addressing what Seth Rollins said last week on Raw. Uh, Roman Reigns fires back, says Seth wears his wife's clothes, brags about how much more money and fame he has than Seth, and here comes Cody Rhodes. He arrives, tells Roman he's coming for him, but not at WrestleMania. Out comes, if you smell, it's The Rock. Roman and The Rock, they stare off with each other. There's no exchanging of words, crowds going nuts, and that's the end of the show. 
bam, man. Pretty good follow-up SmackDown after the Rumble. Uh, there was a lot of recaps and fluff in this show. Probably, I was skipping through a lot of stuff on this SmackDown. Um, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, you know, I'm not a fan of this storyline, not a fan of Logan Paul being the champion. I like Logan Paul in the WWE, but not what they're doing with him right now. I thought he was actually pretty good this week. Kevin Owens, there, I don't feel the mix between these two, man. Like, I'm not feeling it. There's been better people that Logan has worked with before. Right now, I'm just feeling frustration out of Kevin, and I'm not really feeling this feud. Uh, not a lot of wrestling on the show. That four-way tag team match, that was really good. Everything else was just kind of whatever. But we get uh, some good segments. The Bailey damage control segment. Though I feel a lot of us saw it coming, it was still executed very well. The crowd is 100% on Bailey's side here. And then ending it with the Roman and the Rock segment. That was a very electrifying moment. No words, but um, yeah, so it looks like we're set up for Seth Cody for the championship. We got The Rock and Roman for the championship, Bailey and Io for the championship, so that's some pretty big fucking matches right there set up. I actually prefer the idea of Cody versus Seth over Roman, you know, I really, like, if, I don't know, if it was Cody and Roman again, I almost feel like they're just going to make Roman win, and no, I, I feel much better about Cody being able to go over Seth I don't know Roman they just they protect the guy they don't he's just not I don't think I don't think this guy I think they're seriously gonna try and break like the Bruno San Martino record and have Roman hold it for like 17 years so we'll see where it goes but I thought it was a pretty all right Smackdown six and a half out of ten We'll go now to AEW. We got Dynamite. They're in New Orleans now. I feel like WWE just rolled through there, so now it's Dynamite. Kicking off this show with John Moxley versus Jeff Hardy. Oh, buddy. I mean, Jeff Hardy's been getting in some pretty nice matches right now. Let's see how this one is. Oh, he's also with Mad Hardy. Hardy throws Moxley into some luchadors that are watching in the crowd. I don't know where they're from. Jeff throws a chair at Moxley. The referee just allows this, so all right. Moxley shoving things into Hardy's earlobe hole. That's just fucked up on very many levels. Jeff's whisper in the wind. Uh, landing was quite funny. He just lands right on Moxley's head. Seems like everyone's okay. We get two twists of fates. Uh, Jeff Hardy misses the swanton. Moxley locks in the choke. Jeff Hardy passes out and Moxley wins. Referee, like I said, very lenient with the rules. I'm down with this. That's all good with me. Hardy, another really good performance, but he cannot grab a win right now. He's putting on some good matches. No wins to show for it, though. Uh, Moxley, hard-hitting. Good opening match right here. 7 out of 10. Moxley offers Jeff Hardy his hand, and Hardy just flips him off. Moxley's face was priceless. He's like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, oh my god. Matt Hardy, just on a different level right here. And then the luchadors from earlier, they attack Moxley from the crowd. Huge brawl breaks out. What the fuck is going on there? Who are these luchadors? Are they? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I'm confused. Moving on. Hangman, Adam Page versus Toa Leona. So this is Swerve's pick. Swerve and Hangman get to pick each other's opponents this week. And Swerve goes with Toa Leona. He's part of Gates of Agony. And he has not lost a singles match yet. So let's see how he does. Leona charging into Hangman, sending him into slash over the ropes. Looked pretty uh, interesting. Page nails a dead eye, but Leona is up before Adam. That is crazy. And then hits him with a headbutt. That was pretty awesome. Toa then misses a moonsault to the outside. Hard landing on the floor. That looked very painful. Hangman hits a moonsault to the outside. Leona, Samoan drop is countered into the crucifix pinfall. Hangman picks up a big W. Toa impressive on his own. He showed off uh, very crazy durability, like getting up before Hangman on the Deadeye. That was a lot of fun. And Hangman, of course, good performance and match. 7 out of 10. We move on to another match. It is Wardlow with the Undisputed Kingdom versus Commander. Wardlow throwing Commander all over the ring with some hella power. Brother is getting height over here. Commander rallies, hits a Phoenix splash. Wardlow catching the knees on the head on that landing looked, again, very painful. Wardlow seems to hurt his knee, still puts down Commander for a very dominating victory. And really entertaining match, uh, watching Wardlow humming Commander all over the ring. That was, that was a lot of fun. 
kind of a squash match, but Commander did get in some offense, so I don't know, a variation of a squash match, but well done, I, I, I did dig it. Roderick screams and yells at Commander. Here comes Orange Cassidy and the best friends. They arrive to confront the Undisputed Kingdom. Roddy and the boys run off like a bunch of chickens. We move on. It is Darby and Sting. It is Sting. They they go face-to-face with the tag team champions, Big Bill and Ricky Stocks. Starks says he has a vendetta on Sting because Sting beat Ricky in Sting's debut. Damn. Things escalate quickly. Ricky throws something at Darby. Sting calms it all down, and everything's everything's relaxed, and, and they separate. Ricky and Darby really, really good in the segment. They were fired the fuck up. Bill and Sting, you know, not bad. Definitely, you know, Big Bill's not the best on the mic. He's not bad. And then Sting is Sting. He's, he can do no wrong at this point, so pretty all right. We move on. Is Chris Jericho going up against Kyle Fletcher with the Don Callis family? Fast start out of the gate. Both men throwing some live rounds. I mean, holy shit. Fletcher hits a mean Mishinoku driver. And here comes Powerhouse Hobbs. He hits a cheap shot on Jericho, ruining the lion salt. How dare you? Fletcher attempts a brain buster from the top rope. Really scary looking bump here for Jericho. Uh, Like kind of that brain buster into the ropes. It's a scary looking move and it was scary looking right here. Fletcher then dives into a Judas effect, and then a top rope Judas effect. Chris Jericho pins and wins. Chris really stepping up in this match. I mean, he's always good, but he really, really stepped up here for Fletcher. Fast pace, stiff fight, big bumps. Really good match right here. Hell yeah. 7.5 at then. We got the Ring of Honors trio champs, Bullet Club Gold, and the AEW trios champions, the Acclaimed. They're in the ring having fun with each other, throwing out some catchphrases, and bringing out the cardboard cutouts of Juice Robinson. Both squads gun scissor with each other, and yeah, just an entertaining little moment right here. Good stuff. We move on. It's Timeless Tony. She joins commentary for Deanna Perrazzo versus Taya Valkyrie with Johnny TV. Johnny trash-talking Perrazzo, allowing Taya to hit Deanna with a spear onto the stage. Fight gets near the announce table. Tony gets knocked over. It's carnage. Deanna locks in a really cool-looking submission that looks like it hurts a lot. Valkyria taps out. Perrazzo grabs another W. Fine match right here. I, I will admit that Tony Storm absolutely stole the show again on commentary. She is so fucking entertaining. Love this gimmick that she's doing. She's all in right now on it, and it is excellent. Thumbs up for Tony. We move on. It is the Young Bucks. They confront Darby Allen backstage, and Bucks doing this, like, good cop, bad cop kind of gimmick, but, like, HR. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really digging it. It's kind of... I don't know. I don't really know what what I, how I feel about the Bucks right now. They're just kind of in this weird space, so I don't know. We'll see where it goes. We move on. AEW champion Samoa Joe joins commentary for the main event match. Swerve Strickland with Nana going up against Darby Allen. Wait, not Darby Allen's pick. Hangman Adam Page's pick. Do you know who it is? It's RVD, baby. The whole fucking show. Rob Van Dam. Let's go. Hangman announces it's also hardcore rules because why the hell not? It's RVD. Swerve immediately eats a chair right to the face, thrown by yours truly, Ronald Van Donald. Freaking awesome. Thumbs up for that. I sometimes call Rob Van Dam Ronald Van Donald, so sorry about that. Swerve powerbombs RVD onto a chair. Brian Cage interferes with Rob. Hook runs down, hits Cage with a chair. They're out of there. Rob perfectly placed chair throw knocks Swerve off of the top through a table. Five-star frog splash misses. Rob landing onto a chair. Swerve kicks a chair into Rob's head. Nails a stomp from the top with RVD's theatrics on top of that. Pins and defeats Rob Van Dam. Damn, dog. RVD not missing a beat. Pulling out the classics. You got the rolling thunder. I was missing the Van Daminator, but you got him throwing chairs ECW style, so that was cool. Fuck yeah, man. RVD looks so good. Swerve. It's Swerve. He's good as always. Great match. Extra points because RVD's the fucking man. Eight out of ten. 
We got Hangman Adam Page. He comes down, gets in Swerve's face. They start trash trash talking with each other. Swerve wants one more match to prove he's deserving of the AEW title shot and not Hangman. That match will go down next week, and that's the end of the show. Lots of good wrestling on this Dynamite. They need to work on pacing, though, man. Like, they started out with three straight matches, very similar in feel, and nothing to break it up. So, I was already kind of gassed with Dynamite. Like, what, 30 minutes in, you already got three matches. Like, you, you gotta figure, you gotta mix it up a little bit better than that. And whatever's going on with the Young Bucks... I don't really, I, I can't really get a gauge on how I'm feeling about the Young Bucks right now. They're a little bit annoying, but uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. I'm not, I'm not dead with it yet. You got Tony Storm on commentary. She was entertaining. You got the Scissor Club thing that was entertaining. And of course, RV freaking D, man, looking as good as ever in your main event match. Seven and a half at then for Dynamite. And now we slide into Rampage, still in New Orleans. We're kicking it off with Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn versus Top Flight, Dante, and Darius Martin. Cassidy moonsault to the outside, lands on his feet, and then he takes a crown from the fan and then nails a rolling stunner and he continues to wrestle some of the match with the crown on, this big, goofy crown. Fucking awesome. Thumbs up for that. Dante hits an awesome spin-out slam, pins, and Top Flight grabbing the W. Good opening match, Top Flight working really smooth, nice high-flying, and Cassidy having a lot of fun out there. I mean, a lot of fun. 7 out of 10, good opener. We have Sammy Guevara. He says that he is now medically cleared, and he is putting a target on the Don Callis family. Better watch back. We have Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett backstage. They're still fighting with each other. Uh, it's been kind of the same thing for, what, a month now? It's just they're arguing, but there's no blow-up. There's, I'm waiting for something to happen. Like, I just want them to blow up, but I'm, I don't know if they're waiting for Jay Lethal to get more over with the crowd again. I don't know what's going on. Don't like it. We move on. Ricky Starks and Big Bill, the tag team champions, going up against Dark Order, Reynolds, and John Silver in an untitled match. Also, Evil Uno is out there. Ricky goes off on a hot tag, nails a boss man slam. He walks the ropes old school style, hits a wicked Rochambeau on Johnny Hungy. Starks and Big Bill pick up the W. Another pretty solid tag team match right here. Dark Order, nice performance. Really like that powerbomb that they did onto the knees. That was a cool combination move. Ricky was dominating this match. He was excellent. And I don't know, Big Bill took the night off or something. But yeah, pretty solid match. We move on. It is Willow Nightingale with Statlander and Stokely Hathaway, who is very upset having to support Willow Nightingale. He's got the sign. Statlander is, like, forcing him to hold it up and cheer for Willow. Fucking good shit right there. And Willow is going up against Queen Aminata. We got a mean boot in the corner and a German suplex from Aminata. Willow avoids the hip attack, nails a cannonbomb, hits the big ol' sit-out powerbomb, and Willow grabs a W. Another good performance here from Willow. And Aminata, I mean, she keeps having nice matches, but she is still looking for her first W in a long time, so let's get that W. Statlander and Hathaway were hilarious on the outside. Like, Statlander, like, forcing Hathaway to clap, that was good. Solid match overall. And then the outcasts meet Willow and company backstage. Hathaway gets bitten, chaos ensues, and a match is set for next week. Funny little moment back here. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this Hathaway thing. We have the best friends and the Undisputed Kingdom. They confront each other backstage. They settle on having a match with each other next week. And now we get to the main event match. Eight-man tag team match. Matt Seidel, Christopher Daniels, Menard, and Parker versus... Mystico, I'm going to butcher these names, y'all. Mystico, Dorada, Volador Jr., and Heshero. Heshero? I don't know. Heshero. This guy's cool. Anyway, uh, these are the masked wrestlers from earlier in the show. They're from CMLL, the Mexican wrestling promotion. We get into the match. Wicked springboard arm drag from Mystico, and he hits it nice and clean. I remember Mystico as Sin Cara. He had a ton of hype when he came into the WWE and then proceeded to have one of the most botch-filled runs in WWE I've ever seen. He broke my heart and I was very sad. 
Now, Hashero, he does this unique rolling pinfall on Daniels, and Team CMLL grab the W. Um, all Christopher Daniels for Team AEW. I barely noticed the other three guys at all throughout this one. And then that's the CMLL guys. That, that squad was dope, man. I didn't get to see a lot of everybody, but we got a little taste of everyone. That Hashero guy was really unique. He's got this cool look, this, like, magician fucking gimmick. I'm, I'm digging that. Mystico, nice, clean wrestling. That was nice. Pretty solid match right here. And that's the end of the show. And all right, Rampage, you know, they squeezed in four matches again in an hour. Three out of the four of them were tag team matches. So I, I got a little bit worn down by the end of the show here. Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, that thing needs to end. Please and thank you. I just, I couldn't give one less of a shred of a shit about it. So, yeah. But I am liking what's going on with Hathaway and Willow. This, like, love-hate relationship. That's cool. And the CMLL Luchadors were pretty damn cool. Not my favorite Rampage this week. Five and a half out of ten. And we finish it with Collision. They're back in Texas. And we got the Continental Crown Championship on the line Eddie Kingston defending against Brian Keith, who is from Texas. Eddie thrown hard into the steel barricade. Kingston slapping the shit out of Keith, man. Like, oh, he connected with, like, seven solid slaps. Made me laugh. Uh, Brian Keith nails a Liger bomb. We get a near fall right there. Keith eats a spinning back fist and a Saito suplex. Keith now smacking the shit out of Kingston's face. Eddie backfist out of nowhere, pins, and retains the triple crown. Goddamn, what a war to kick off the show. Relentless stiff strikes from both men. Texas boy Keith, man, showing off his ridiculous toughness. Like, wow. And Kingston, another great title match. This was awesome. Eight and a half out of ten. We got Tony Schiavone. He announces Brian Keith is all elite. And damn right after that performance... I've only seen a handful of matches from Brian Keith, but so far, really good. I don't know, like, he's kind of a mix of, like, Mick Foley, The Undertaker, and, like, something something else. I dig this guy, though. Really, really good match. We move on. Moxley cuts a promo backstage on the CMLL luchadors that attacked him on Dynamite. Moxley assures them it was a big mistake. Big mistake, and you better watch your back. Good Moxley promo right here. I'll give that a thumbs up as well. And now we get Heshero with his really cool entrance. He's got like this little flame on the ground and then he like shoots it up into the air. Really cool like that. And he is going up against Brian Danielson. Let's fucking go. So Heshero rolling Brian around the ring with multiple surfboards. I think that what's that that move is called? I don't know. It was just ridiculously impressive. Thumbs up for that. Danielson battles out of a very unique submission hold from Hashero, and then Hashero gets out of the label lock. Both men trading counters. Danielson roll up Hashero pins and wins. Yo, this Hashero guy is sick as fuck. He's got this really unique move set and style. Very cool gimmick. Very enjoyable to watch in the ring. Awesome technical wrestling match right here. Lots of smooth counters. Submission holds, crazy near falls. This was a great match. Eight at ten. Hishero not happy. He lost the match. He attacks Danielson after the bell. Claudio chases away Hishero, saving Danielson. We move on to a two-on-one match. Hook versus the Outrunners. Hook gets outnumbered early. He fights back with multiple suplexes. Locks in the red rum, and Hook picks up a quick W. Squash match with a two-on-one twist. I like the Outrunners. They're they're fun, but, you know, squash match. It's whatever. We move on. Mark Briscoe is interviewed in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Briscoe not impressed House of Black tossed him off of the stage through a bunch of tables last week. But Briscoe, he got back up. He kept fighting, and they won the match. House of Black appear on screen. Malachi is gonna eradicate Briscoe. The lights go out, and everyone is spooked. Good fired up promo here from Briscoe. Got the crowd nice and riled up. Yeah, effective. Thumbs up. We move on. Serena Deeb going up against Queen Amanetta. God, they love using Queen Amanetta. Will she get a victory? Nasty hip attack from Queen. Misses the corner boot. Deeb spinning neck breaker. Locks in the Deeb lock and Amanetta taps out immediately. 
Deeb now with two wins in a row since her return. Really solid back and forth match right here. I just, I'm feeling sorry for Aminata at this point. Wrestling a ton, still can't find a victory right now. I, I'm rooting for you, Aminata. It's coming. We got Shivani. He announces the rankings are, not, are out now because the rankings were around. You know, we have the, like, basically power rankings, and then they went away, and now they're back again. I didn't even notice that they were gone, but I've always enjoyed the rankings. It makes a lot of sense. Anyway, uh, Swerve is the number one contender currently for the AEW Championship, ranked number one. That's, oh, fuck Yeah. So Swerve with Nana doing his dance. That's some good shit. They get interviewed by Shivani. Swerve wants the championship, but he's going to have to go through Adam Page again before he gets a shot at Samoa Joe. I mean, he doesn't have to. I think the shot is his, but he wants to prove it to himself that I can go through Hangman and, you know, do whatever I have to do to prove to everybody that I'm the best. Really good promo here from Swerve. Thumbs up. We get a quick little Tony Storm segment. That's just an automatic thumbs up right there. We move to Red Velvet versus the debuting Vert Vixen. Velvet double knees to Vixen's back. Velvet stirred up kick. Looks really bad. The camera got a really bad angle and she missed it by uh, by a lot. Anyway, Velvet grabs the victory here. And yeah, this just felt like a quick tossed in match before the main event. Not really good. I didn't get really anything much out of Vert Vixen. It was maybe a minute and a half, maybe two minute match. So yeah, n not much to say here. Now we move to the main event. Six-man tag team match. The Patriarchy, Christian, Nick Wayne, and Killswitch, also known as uh, Luchasaurus, going up against Danny Garcia, FTR, Dax, and Cash Wheeler. Garcia wins the dance-off versus Wayne. That was good. Dax super backplex. Wayne absolutely breaking him in half. Christian shoves Garcia off of the top ropes into a Wayne's world. That was impressive. Garcia speared by Christian, gets saved by Dax. Garcia roll up on Wayne, pins and wins. Outstanding performance here from Nick Wayne. Absolute workhorse, selling his ass off all match long. He was very prominent in here. Damn near breakup performance in a six-man tag team match. Rather impressive. Strong heel, heel work from the Patriarchy throughout the match. Uh, I, I enjoyed that they managed to not have Kill Switch in them. I don't even know if he got into the match legally once, but he was still, you know, doing his thing out there. So that was good. Match was very long, though. Uh, I, I, too long for me. It did have good rallies from FTR, you know, classic. And especially Danny Garcia, who was also great in this match. Bit too long for my liking. Seven and a half out of ten, still really good. And that's the end of the show. Really good collision. Wrestling was on point on this show. I was getting a little nervous that three stars was going to be a little bit light, but Collision came in at the end and, and really beefed up those uh, three stars. So I appreciate that. Better job with balancing the matches and segments. You know, the main event was too long. I feel like they should have gave Vert Vixen's debut match a little bit more time just so we can see who the hell she is. The way that it came, like, they announced her like she's going to be um, a member of the roster, not just like a squash match person. And she basically just got nothing out of it. So I felt bad for her. They should have gave her some more time. Uh, good promos on this show from Moxley, Briscoe, and Swerve. Yeah, I really enjoyed this collision. Uh, seven and a half out of ten. We go now to the three stars of the week. We have a couple of shout-outs here before we get into the three stars. want to shout-out Jericho versus Kyle Fletcher on Dynamite. Just felt like one of Jericho's best, better performances of late. It's not that he's been bad or anything. It just seems like he really stepped it up for Kyle Fletcher. Like, Kyle Fletcher, if you have not seen this guy, he he's going to be something. This guy is very, very talented, young, and yeah, I, I have a lot of hope for this one. Good match against Jericho. And I want to shout out the number one contenders. Fatal 4-Way tag team match on SmackDown. Uh, showing off what is becoming a pretty nice-looking tag team division on in WWE. I think both sides, Raw and SmackDown, doing pretty well, building up some tag teams. We get uh, DIY in this match, finally starting to uh, get some momentum, which is nice to see. So I wanted to shout out that match there. And now for the official three stars of the week. Third star goes to, which was the first star at one point, Swerve Strickland versus Rob Van Dam on Dynamite. Good match right here. Now, I, I gave it a little extra boost because I'm a huge RVD guy. And I just love seeing Rob Van Dam do his thing. And he's still so damn good at it. 
had a great match with uh, Swerve, which was also a hardcore match. So getting to see RVD throwing the chairs, ECW style, a treat for me. Really enjoyed that match. Good enough for the third star. Second star goes to Brian Danielson versus Hashiro on Collision. My first experience watching Hashiro in a singles match, and I was very, very impressed. Really cool entrance, cool gimmick. He's got the fire going, and this dude is a technical wizard. Like, he was right there with Danielson. Smooth counters, really good submissions, cool submissions, too, and a unique moveset with that luchador, but also technical. Very enjoyable match. I know technical matches aren't for everybody, but this was very impressive. Good enough for the second star, but the first star goes to... It's going to Brian Keith versus Eddie Kingston on Collision absolute war right here so many stiff shots the chops were just thunderous uh good back and forth battle brian keith showing off how tough he is kingston i think we all know how tough he is but he was hanging in there very enjoyable match and on top of that brian keith officially becoming all elite signing a contract with all elite wrestling that is awesome just a cherry on top for a pretty damn good week of wrestling so there you go everybody that is the show i will be doing a separate pay-per-view review for vengeance day that is happening tonight so i'll watch it Review it. Hopefully have that episode out for your pleasure for tomorrow on Monday so you can check out that. And yeah, everybody, that is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Make sure you want to be even more awesome. Just hit that the rating button, the like button, whatever you got to do. It takes a second of your time. And boy, howdy, does it ever help me out, the little guy over here, just trying to make his way in the endless ocean of podcasting. But there you go. So uh, last episode of the GX GamerCast just did another modern review, did Dave the Diver. And uh, hoping for the next episode, we'll mix it up, probably do a list video, top 10 something or other. So send in suggestions if you have a top 10 you would like me to do. I'm kind of thinking of doing like my top 10 favorite franchises currently. Just, I don't know, to let the viewer, the listener know a little bit more about my personal tastes in video games currently. So maybe something like that. I have uh, more uh, another top 10 underrated games I can do stuff like that so if you're interested just send a message and all that great stuff Twitter is available all those links are in the description there's a YouTube channel I upload all these episodes onto that YouTube channel gamer GX videos the link is in the description great place for you to drop a comment hit a like button you know what I'm saying you want to send in a question for the wrestlecast uh like Jiran Sponge did. We got a question here, and the question is, what do you think of Roman versus The Rock? Great question. Thank you for your question, and I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Now, what the outcome is going to be, I mean, I'm, I was talking to my wife about it last night. I'm starting to lean towards the side now. If they're going to do Rock and Roman main event WrestleMania for the Universal Championship, I'm starting to think that they're going to triple down with Roman and this championship reign and he's just going to continue onward I have like the rock is too unpredictable I have no idea what that guy's doing is he coming like he said he's coming back to wrestle a thousand times and then proceeds to leave for numerous years but then sometimes he does come back and he actually stays and he becomes a champion so what kind of run are we getting out of the rock this time I have no idea but at least we're finally going to get that rock Roman match I don't think it's going to be the greatest match of all time. You know, Rock isn't an everyday wrestler. Neither is Roman anymore. So, but it's going to be huge business for the WWE. Probably their biggest WrestleMania match they can promote since John Cena and The Rock. So, and we kind of know how that went down. It was uh, a lot more hype than there was uh, Sizzle, I guess. The matches were fine. But, yeah, I'm excited for Rock Roman. I'm curious to hear what you think about Rock and Roman, uh, everybody. And, yes, so thank you so much for your question. That's awesome. Send them on in, y'all. Get your question answered live on the podcast. That was a ton of fun. And, yeah, so there you go. There's a Twitter page. You can go follow all that stuff. HockeyCast, like I said, last week I did the Eastern Conference report cards. So this week on the hockey cast going to be doing the Western Conference report cards. All-Star game is all done now. Some big fucking trades just went down. So it's going to be a pretty beefy hockey cast, I would say, this week. I feel that that is safe to say. And yeah, so there you go, everybody. Yet again, thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Hopefully, hopefully you're having a good week and everything. These podcasts help you with whatever is going on and all that stuff. So be good out there. And we will be back again with some more GX 
Pluscast. Pluscast.